The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Align and awaken with Mother Earth Rising podcast. Let's rise and heal together with me, Pippa, your Mother Earth healer. guys happy new year again this is one of the first interviews that is going to be on for january this this year so i'm really excited to introduce a really special friend her name is becky and she is a mind and manifestation coach and me and becky have only just connected a few months ago but i love her energy and you're gonna love her energy too so hi becky hi pippa how are you i'm very well thank you happy new year happy new year i just I just love your energy and I love, I actually love your Instagram. I love your feed. I love your messages. I love how you're serving in a way that's really helping people with their mindset. And that is so needed. So if you want to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit about your background. Thank you so much. I I love hearing that because I've definitely been on a journey of being visible and showing up on Instagram. And in the last six months I'd say is when I've started to fully own own like this is me this is what I'm about this is what I believe and really sharing my truth so when people now say I love your Instagram (laughs) I just adore it because it's my heart and soul so thank you Pippa and yes I'm Becky I'm mindset and manifestation coach so I support female business owners to manifest their dream life and business by getting out their own way, essentially. So I mix the science with the spiritual. So understanding that we are all limitless, we can all do anything we want, but we are human and we have subconscious minds that have deep-rooted beliefs or patterns and stories that just get in our way of our desires and it's that conflict within the mind and the subconscious mind because it is habitual and it's very automated it means that that tends to win so I help female business owners to just realign their mindset to be in alignment with their desires through mindset and spiritual practices I love it and when you mix spirituality with science that like Chris is going to love listening to this because he <laughs> calls himself the spiritual scientist because he's he is a scientist by you know by his studies and in his nature but he's so spiritual and I think a lot of our work it is it is science you know it is science like you think of qu- quantum physics and that's like if you'd have mentioned quantum physics to me like three years ago I'd be like what 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 the hell is that about and then only recently because I actually had a quantum shift and I was like ah now I know what it means Mm. and it's just imagine just quickly as well like something came up yesterday I had two calls get booked in yesterday because I offer uh, free calls for people who join my new group and two people uh, booked these calls yesterday and when I got on them they were two teenagers and I was just blown away by these like one was 14 and one was 18. Wow. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm clapping them on the call saying, you know, go you for actually booking a call in with someone that's like, you know, someone like me who is doing this work and they're so spiritually in tune. Mm-hmm. And it got me like teary because 
I'm like, you've got such an amazing life ahead of you, you know, being so spiritually in tune then. Cause when I was a teenager, I was, I was like, I was, I was switched on to it to an extent, but I wasn't as spiritual as I am now. And that's kind of like what I wanted to ask you, Becky, as well is like, when did this spirituality start for you? Like in this new earth way of thinking? Mm, yeah I, I always agree when I see teenagers connecting with those spiritual beliefs and understandings that we have now I'm just in awe of what they're going to create in in their lifetime and um, because my experience was definitely not that way so I was definitely connected as a child and um, nothing to like crazy you know like that you sometimes hear about the child stories where they're connecting with the other side but I can just recall a lot of experiences where I was just very pure like a many many children are um but I was very lucky so I didn't realize it then and my family aren't spiritual so no one knew for what it was but I was just a magnet to what I wanted I was just manifesting left right and center you know if I if I entered any raffle or any competition, I would just win, win, win. And it used to be a joke with like friends and family of, oh, Becky's won again. <laughs> like I was just a magnet to what I wanted, but effortlessly because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I am a Pisces, I'm a dreamer. I visualize all the time. And that's what I was doing. I knew what I wanted then, you know, very simple things. And then I would dream about it, imagine having it, and then it would be mine. So I had that experience, had no idea what that was. Um, and, you know, I had a very good life, but wasn't spiritual. I always had a mantra. I don't know where it came from, but my sister has it as well. Where we've always said everything happens for a reason, everything happens for a reason. So I've always been that type of person that something really crappy could happen. But then I would always look for the reason, the positive, the lesson, yeah. the growth. So I've always had that mindset where, you know, crappy things will happen. And I'd be like, but there's a lesson. There's, this is happening for a reason and for my highest good. I wouldn't have said those words back then, but happened for a reason. And then I fell into a uh, HR career and actually before that it was uni and probably way too much alcohol <laughs> went down that route <laughs> um then I went into a HR career and I just from a spiritual sense and that natural manifesting sense lost my way you know it was all about climbing the ladder you know the hustle you know one of my jobs I was working from 7 30 a.m to like 10 p.m pure work, hardly any breaks, all coffee, all alcohol, you know, that lifestyle. Um, and it got to a point where I was burning out. And long story short, I eventually left my HR career. And that's when all the messages started to see seek back in of every book I was reading was about, you know, like manifestation, visualization, the universe, affirmations. And I was just flooded with this world. And something within me was just saying read on invest <laughs> be around mm -hmm. these people and it's been since then which is about three years ago now of getting deeper and deeper in a beautiful way of just fully immersing myself in the spiritual world and it's only really in the last year that I've come out of that woo-woo closet to friends and family because I had so much judgment 
fear of what people will say about me, you know, for having crystals, for doing like moon rituals and for meditating and just being connected and speaking to my higher self. You know, I had a lot of shame and embarrassment around it. And it's only really in the last year that I've fully owned it. And that's when I know we've spoken about this, Pippa, but I've had so many quantum leaps last year. Like it was one thing after another. And it was just, I ended the year as a completely different version of myself than I did start the year. Like 2020 was just such a growth year. So yeah, it's it's just been a, a slow journey, really, until the last year when it's just fully immersive. Accelerated, it. <laughs> it has. And I, I love one thing that I really took away from what you were saying then was something that's been a kind of a message for me and my clients, especially like the last week or so, is like how once, once you make a decision to walk away from something that isn't serving you anymore, the universe, it's like the universe claps and says, yes. Mm. And then everything starts to fall in line. And I love that because that's that's kind of like you said, the investment, like the commitment to yourself. And you get to a stage where you're like, right, I've had enough. This is this is it now. Like, I can't keep going on like this. And that's why, like, I love when you said about the judgment around family because you make decisions for you and then that isn't a selfish thing to do. Like, I used to think it was selfish. I'd be like, I, I can't do that. Like, that's yeah. being selfish. And I always wanted to be a selfless person because I knew that was who I was. But I was always being criticized for being, you know, selfish. So I think my next question to do with like your judgments and things, because I've had the same. So I always like really feel into that because I understand it because I'm the only like spiritual one in the family apart from my my auntie Irene. She's actually spiritual too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they've begun to just like, you know, they, they're used to it. So on your spiritual journey, what has been some of your major triggers and what have you done so far to overcome them? Yeah, so judgment was a big one, especially in just being visible as well in the online world because I identified probably too heavily back then but as an introvert I had such low self-worth and self-belief about myself and what I was capable of so deciding that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and support people in some way I knew that I'd have to show up and be visible and I had a big hang up over what my old network of friends and family and colleagues would think about that. I had these feelings of how embarrassing that what if I fail and they're going to see me try and, you know, not work out. And I always remember I, one of my first videos I did on Instagram, like I was building up the courage and I started to show my face and one of my oldest school friends messaged me and said, oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed watching that. Are you okay? <laughs> oh my God. And I had to coach her through it. I was like, it's okay. It's going to get easier. The more you see me, you're going to feel better about it. And I was like <laughs> coaching her of how to deal with me being visible. And yeah, so it, it kind of, that was the worst thing that I could, ex- that I was expecting to happen, that people were going to message me saying, what are you doing, Becky? And it happened and I was okay with it. Um, But yeah, I had to do a lot of inner work around the judgment of feeling 
confident in myself, um, trusting what I wanted to say, trusting what I was showing up for, focusing on the impact. You know, it's not about me and my face being on Instagram. It's about why I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, but I think once I was in the online world and I was getting better at that, I think comparison is the trigger that still shows its head then then and again, you know, now. Um, but, you know, on social media, I think a lot of people can notice it's people's highlight reels of, look how much money I've made. Look at how many <laughs> clients I have. Look at these testimonials. Look at my success. Look at my home. And early on, I used to get triggered almost daily on that because I wanted it and I was so far away from it. Whereas it's much better now where I can recognize it for what it is and I'm further on my journey and I know that I can achieve any of that anywhere I'm on my way um but it's definitely that comparison and it's when I'm focused externally like not on my own journey and my own my own path and so I do a lot of work around, you know, that self-acceptance, that self-love, that self-trust, that self-belief. Um, but the spiritual side of it, because that's almost like the mindset side, right, of getting all my my um, my beliefs in order, <laughs> my ducks yep. in a row, my mindset. But then the actual universal spiritual sense has just been a game changer. And that's where the quantum leaping happened last year, because I realized that I'm not alone. You know, I'm unconditionally loved and supported. And when I connect with that energy, I I get these these messages, these ideas, this inspiration, these connections. And I think that was when a big shift happened because now if I know, if I do get triggered, which we all do, you know, it's human to get triggered, but now I see it for what it is. What from a mindset perspective, okay, what's this triggering within me from a subconscious point of view? What do I still believe to be true? Because it's just a BS conditioned layer. It's not who I am. And then on a spiritual sense, it's reconnecting with my higher self and reminding myself, you know, of my limitlessness and what's possible for me and how, you know, I'm all, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. So I think combined, they've just been transformational. But the triggers still happen. We are human. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's like what me and Chris always say is the triggers are going to happen for a long time because they're going to be new things that arise within you. And it's just working through them and having, you know, having compassion for yourself and being mm. gentle with yourself. And it's just like you said, it's aligning with that presence. Cause that's one thing that I work with clients with as well is like when I'm talking to them, I'm like, you know, bringing that presence into your life because then it's, it's easier for you to respond to a trigger instead of reacting to a trigger. And that's kind of the, you know, where it stems from is, you know, the ego needs to be fed. And when we actually cut off the, the food supply to the, to the ego, it starts to just become the, the, the healthy ego. Um, I always have this kind of saying, it's like, you know, are you feeding it toxic foods? <laughs> so give it, or just give it live foods and give it, you know, give it, give it like what it needs, the spiritual food, the spiritual things that it requires. And that's why, you know, doing the spiritual practices every day and doing meditation and gratitude and getting out in nature, you know, that's why like this podcast is called Mother Earth Rising, because I truly believe 
when we're healing ourselves on this level, it's helping Mother Earth heal because we're a part of her and all the animals and all all the plants and all the flowers and we're doing a, you know we're, we're doing us a service, but we're doing Mother Earth a service by 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 healing ourselves. It's it's just amazing when you look at it of, of a grand scheme of things. So. I love that because that's something that a lot of coaches that listen to this will resonate with, you know, going on social media and comparing yourselves to a coach that could be earning six figure incomes. And we're like, Oh, we're so far away from that. And I wish I could have that. And, you know, we've, we've both got, you know, got to a place where we're staying in our own lane and we don't know their circumstances. We don't know, you know, their life is for them and our path is for us. And, you know, I've been at this business for two years and I've never give up because I knew it was my passion and my purpose. And then when, when I stepped into the ego coach, I was just like, yeah, this is for me. And I keep affirming that you love, cause you know, you love mantras, Becky. And I kept saying my work is needed. I am needed. This work is needed and I'm here to serve. You know, that's what I'm, I keep saying to myself now is I'm here to serve. Like I'm being, you know, I'm in service to mother earth. I'm in service to the universe and that's where everything changed for me. And that I'm the same as you, Becky. This whole year of 2020 was just growth, 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 quantum leap, quantum leap, quantum <laughs> leap. And Chris was the same. And now I feel like 2021, I'm coming into my own. It's really just starting to like, it's honing in that energy now. And when I'm having these real high vibe days, it's like, okay, great. Hone that energy in, ground that energy and just, you know, let it flow out in those ways and being in flow every day. Love that. Yeah. And I love that mantra as well, you know, of focusing on the impact and focusing who you're serving. You know, I do a lot of work around goals and intentions from a mindset and manifestation point of view. And we're conditioned in this society to focus our goals on what do I want? And it's not a bad thing to to know what you want, but it's why do you want it? And that's when you start to really connect with, you know, the lifestyle you're building and the connections and the values. So I love that that mantra worked for you as you step into this ego coach, because you're focusing on why you're doing what you're doing. You know, my work is needed. I am needed rather than I want this much money and this many clients. You know, it's the, yeah. it's the same thing, but you're connecting to the emotional part, which is going to allow you to connect on such a deeper level. Yeah, because it is about, it's that service. That's why, I don't know if any of the listeners have watched Soul yet, the Disney mm-hmm. movie, but oh, it's just, it's the most wonderful movie I've ever seen in my life. It's really just, and that's why I love Disney, because it really moves me in so many different ways. It like pulls on my heartstrings. It makes me just think so deeply. And I've always been a really deep thinker. And Soul just really... I had like another shift watching soul last week because it reminded me that a lot of us are striving to find our purpose and we have to stop striving because purpose is life. When we're breathing every single day, that's purpose. And then when we're aligning with what makes us happy and what, you know, makes, you know, lights us up, that's our purpose. And that's how we find and connect to that purpose. So a lot of people think a purpose is an external thing when it's actually not. So it's, it, that movie if anyone's not seen it you have to go and watch it it's it's yeah. it's a game changer so one of my big things 
for my growth, Becky, and I know it's one of yours because we've both got dogs and uh, <laughs> we love our animals, is nature. You know, I know you love nature too. Yeah. So this is a really tough question. Every time I've asked it on interviews, people have gone, oh my God, that's so tough to give you an, like, an, just a one <laughs> single answer. But if you've got a few, it's fine. So what's been one of your greatest memories or moment in Mother Earth? That is a tough question. <laughs> I, lo- I love asking tough questions. <laughs> oh, the the vision that just came to me was I I I've just recently moved, um, but previously I lived in York, and I've never lived so close to what I. It's not the right term, but I want to I want to call real nature, like real countryside. And yeah. um, because previous to York, I was living in London. So I was in Putney, so obviously quite a leafy area of London, um, but they still felt like recreational grounds. Whereas this was the first time I lived really close to vast countryside. And I had this gorgeous ritual of going to what I called my sacred place of a small stream where there was hardly anyone walking. I think the whole seven months that I found this place I probably only bumped into about five people (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I just created this beautiful practice of connecting with the source you know my higher self and I would do gratitude rampages talking out loud because I trusted that no one would see me um just saying everything I was grateful for then doing abundance rampages of just really connecting to everything that I'm already connected to in the abundance of this world and how I'm abundant how the world's abundant and then I would ask the universe questions and I'm about to launch something next month actually and that idea just literally landed in my lap during one of those walks where I was just fully connected with source and then I just got this idea and it you know how it just presents itself to you fully yeah. like mm-hmm. it was just you couldn't explain it was just a full-on download and it's just been incredible so I think that space will always have a special place in my heart and what I'm working on now is realizing the universe gave me that as a really intense experience to show me what's possible but it doesn't mean I can't experience that anywhere else in nature so I go for daily walks now in my new area and I know that I've got it before and I can connect again so it's just recreating that connection and also outside of nature I think that was the biggest lesson that I was able to quiet my mind my ego in that place because I just felt so grounded so amazing and now the lessons are to create that wherever I am because it's not, you know, although nature is really powerful, I've got nature within my home. I'm surrounded by plants and fresh air and views. You know, I can connect to that gorgeous sacred place whenever because it's within me and the universe. It is. And it's so beautiful, Becky, because a lot of us, like, the ego wants to produce a memory that's like, oh, the biggest and the best. And it's that's why I asked the question because – it's not a test, but it's just like, <laughs> I love how people just go with what actually feels right. Like you were just going to a lovely stream that was so, it's just like, it, it seems so small 
but it made the most impact and that's kind of like what what I the lesson today was like I'm reading the Tao and it's saying the Tao does nothing but leaves nothing undone and that is such a powerful message because it basically means the smallest things you know it doesn't have to be this huge you know when you know, when people ask me what was my best moment in nature, yeah, it could have been the moment where Mother Earth came to me in nature because she did. But then there's been other moments where I've been with Chris and we found a tree and they're the ones that just stay with you forever. And the thing that Chris will love listening to this podcast is because he loves York. He definitely Mm -hmm. had a past life in York. I took him up there several times when he was here and he loved it. He just loved the shambles. He loved walking through the streets. He loved because mm-hmm. he's a history nerd. He loves the battlefields. <laughs> and York's got a real special place in our heart. And I know exactly what you mean with the 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 nature there. It's the greenery and it's the the rolling hills and it's it's just got a different it's York for me is similar to Glastonbury because it's mm-hmm. got that magnetic like vortex around it it's such a because it's it's obviously I think the rose line goes through York I think so maybe that's why it has that powerful energy like as does Edinburgh so it's interesting how you felt that connection there and you're so right Becky because you don't have to get out in nature to feel that connection and that's what we you know Chris and I have been talking about with with our our series we're doing on on our triggers and our ego is that if, if you know certain things are triggering you at home and we can't get out in nature is to bring nature to you because yeah. that is possible and you know go out and buy some flowers and and get yourself a nice plant and talk to the plant you know my previous interview I, I spoke to a lovely lady Tigrela she's in Italy she's nature woman you know and she's she talks to plants she knows that plants have different musical frequencies mm. and it's so fascinating to learn so it is about urging you out into nature, guys, and being present in nature and maybe like leaving your phone home a few times or maybe, you know, have it on silent in your pocket so you're not disturbed so you can hear the sounds around you and really open your eyes to what's happening. Because, uh, you know, what the Tao says is that, you know, it does nothing, but it leaves nothing undone. Nature is that exact example. You know, it, nature doesn't need to try hard to do anything. It just happens. It's just a natural process. And that's what we, that's what we have to connect to in life because that's what's happening for us. So it's a powerful message. And that's why I love connecting to mother earth every day because she has so much to teach us. So Becky, what are some of your big tips to help people heal themselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually, apart from obviously nature and the things you've mentioned? Yes, I, for healing, obviously it's, um, it's such a gorgeous word, but I feel so many people use it flippantly on, in the online world. I don't know whether you feel that as well. Yeah. Um, but for me, true healing is that daily journey. It's consciously choosing to return to our soul it's not a quick fix and I personally try really hard not to sell that in my programs because I know for mindset a lot of people find it really easy of I can transform your mindset (laughs) I I personally feel the healing journey is our lifelong journey it's why we're here we're constantly healing so it is those daily choices that I always share with clients of first of all noticing 
and paying attention and being present with your thoughts and your emotions. And I know you do a lot with this with your ego coaching, but it is really learning, you know, the difference between that ego voice, that mean girl voice, those subconscious thoughts that are out of alignment and your higher self, your intuition, you know, that connection with source, you know, they're very different. And I think you don't notice it initially until you start going on this healing journey, because initially they're just all voices in your head. But when you start the journey, you start paying attention and you know what you want, you know what you're working towards, you know the difference, you notice the difference. And I think the being present and allowing yourself time to actually pay attention is so important. You know, whether that is meditating, whether it is, like you say, going for a walk without your phone and just listening. You know, I see messages in nature all the time, you know, from I'll see a tree and it just gives me this message. (laughs) It might be like a, a new tree that's sprouting and... I'd be like, oh, that was me last year. And I just get all of this inspiration and lessons from just being present and noticing something in this 3D world and connecting it to what it is the learning for me. And so, yeah, I think it's stop the hustle. I'm 100% against the hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I see like Instagram posts about, oh, just hustle and create your dream life. I'm like, nope, Um, Nope. be present notice your thoughts consciously choose better whatever that means for you there's no one way you know do what's right for you follow that passion or follow your bliss however you want to say it yeah Um, and that for me has been like a self-love journey so I feel healing is actually around loving yourself and the world we live in loving nature you know because I think when you love yourself you can give more from a loving place and I I think the reason I was triggered so much previously is because I did not love myself I'd completely lost myself I was so stuck in the corporate hustle that you know when I started this personal development journey where it was more personal development at the beginning than spiritual there'd be all these questions of who are you Becky you know what do you do for fun And I wouldn't have been able to answer you. Like I'd completely lost touch with who I was. I was like, well, I'm a HR person (laughs) Um, and I drink alcohol and I like going out for dinners. (laughs) And I was like, no, that doesn't feel right. That's out of alignment with who I am. I know it is, but who am I? So I've been on this self-love journey. I feel that's been the healing. You know, notice your thoughts, giving yourself compassion for that ego. It's, you know, the ego is not bad. You know, it's just understanding how to work with your ego and realign with yourself. Yeah, and I say that it's not about ditching the ego completely. It's like it's people say get rid of the ego and slay the ego. It's not about that. It's about that compassion and that having that gentleness towards yourself. And the key word for me is the awareness. It's just mm-hmm. when you have that awareness of the the ego talk and the intuition talk, it's just a game changer for you in your in your healing journey. So my last question for you, Becca, before we wrap up is the biggest one for me because I know everyone has a different take on this. Uh, through your eyes, Becky, you know, what can we do more of to help Mother Earth rise? Oh, I love that question. I feel the word that's coming up for me is kindness. So I'm feeling it's be kind to yourself, be kind to others. And yeah, most definitely be kind to Mother Nature. Yeah, like in your 
conscious consuming is coming up for me as well you know of make aligned choices to heal the world yeah heal yourself serve to heal others and that's not necessarily in like a professional stance you know you can be there to heal and support others and whoever's around you and yeah consciously make choices that support the physical 3d world of the of mother nature too I love that. I love it so much. That's why I always end on that question because it's so powerful. And when we heal ourselves, we do heal the world. We really do. And it helps that energy rise throughout the world. And it's just such a powerful thing to do. And I'm so glad we got to talk about it because it's just beautiful to get someone else's take on it. Good. Well, thank you so much, Becky. And I hope the listeners have really enjoyed our interview today. If you just want to let the listeners know how to find you on Instagram so they can check out your amazing feed. (laughs) Thanks, Pippa. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Becky Stanton, which is S-T-A-N-T-O-N underscore mindset coach amazing and i will put those links in the show notes as well so from my heart to yours becky thank you so much for coming on it means the world and i i I know that the listeners are going to love this one and i'm sending you so much love thank you so much people thank you for inviting me on i've loved it you're so welcome and thanks for listening again guys i'll be back again with another podcast episode next week take care and we're always sending love and light hey it's radley valentine Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.